0: Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week, we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Well, good day to you. This is our second study on the subject of heaven. My name is Brad and I'm with Zulon International Bible Institute. And I'm located in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, USA. Glad you came along. If you have any questions or anything, go over to our site at Zulon.org. Now, that is spelled X-U-L-O-N. X-U-L-O-N.org. Now, if you'd like to go onto YouTube, we are creating some two-minute heaven studies heaven in two minutes, and there will be some other answers for you there to help you out. So this is a 15-minute broadcast. I hope that you can use this, put in your earphones, uh, your earbuds, and as you're going to work or you are in driving and moving around uh, town, and you can listen to this, and this might help you with what the Bible says about heaven. So let's get right into it right now. You know something? We've read this numerous times in our life, and we may not have realized the power of this. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, and it also repeats it in Luke chapter 11, verse 2, and it says this. It's called the model prayer. You pray, our Father which art in heaven. Luke 11 says the same thing, our Father which art in heaven. So what is this saying here? First thing, God the Father is in heaven. It's his headquarters. Now, the Jewish uh, custom of the time was to delineate three heavens as they talked about them. You'll see a reference to it in the Bible here and there. Paul, in 2 Corinthians, mentions this third heaven. So what are they? Are there really three separate heavens? Well, you put it this way. The first heaven, in the Jewish parlance of the day, is the atmosphere. You know, clouds, kites, birds... Uh, you have uh, this atmospheric heaven. That's that's the first one. The second one is the outer space heaven. Comets, Venus, Jupiter, stars, that's the second heaven. Well, the reference when we talk about the spiritual, that's called the third heaven. And that's God's headquarters. Simply enough, that's God's headquarters. Now, when we start to study this, there's a lot of mystery about it. Number one, a lot of people are really afraid of the book of Revelation. You might be. You're saying, well, that's a little bit too deep. There's a lot of symbology there. There are things that I just don't like or understand. get very frustrated, so I stay away from it. And in that, we stay away from the study of heaven because Revelation really does give you a lot about heaven, too. But you'll also see something. In Revelation chapter 13, it tells you something which is very, very striking, which might be the reason why our generation doesn't know very much about heaven at all. Now, in Revelation, and again, that's in uh, chapter 13, you'll see this. The enemy, the satanic forces that are going against Yahweh, uh, going against Jehovah, you might say that in the Western Hemisphere, Yahweh. When he goes against them, he goes into an attack. And if you'll drop down to verse 6, it gives the the attack of the uh, forces of the uh, satanic armies. And they have a leader which then begins to show what the actual attack against God is. And it says this, 13, verse 6 of Revelation, beginning to speak blasphemies against God to blaspheme his name and his dwelling and those who dwell in heaven. Now stop right there. You'll find something very striking. In verse, 13, verse, uh, verse 6 of chapter 13, it tells you one of the main areas of attack by the uh, satanic forces is to go against God's dwelling, to blaspheme his dwelling. Well, that's heaven. That's God's dwelling. Now, he's not confined there any more than I'm confined to my house, and yet my headquarters, my home, is you know my home, my, my, my domain here. I can go about shopping. I can go to sporting events. I can move about town to go to work. But that's my my dwelling. Okay, So, if I'm inviting people in and somebody around town says you do not want to live at Zockel's house. It's an absolute trash heap. It is terrible. Then I'm finding out somebody is trying to blaspheme my dwelling. So, let's say in this life you are asked to live at the equivalent of the Biltmore Mansion or Hearst Castle. All of your Meals, all of your housing, all of your furniture, everything's being taken care of. You will have waiters, you will have ushers, you will have maids, everything. Suits of clothes, you'll even have uh, vehicles provided for you at no cost, but you have to be there at the beginning of next week. During the course of the hours and your excitement, people come over and say, you don't want to go there. Do you know what it's like? it's haunted. People will try to stab you, scare you. It's falling apart. And you're dissuaded from it. You're like, oh, well. But all you had to do was either get on the web and take a look or drive over and see the castle for yourself. Call people, find out, you know, get the sources. But you're dissuaded. And very sadly, you find out later on that you never went to something that was perfectly fine because other people were, in a sense, blaspheming residence you're going to go to well that's really the way it is with heaven it's presented that we will never die we'll never hurt revelation 21 4 tells you this we'll never regret we'll never have arguments we will eternally be in uh, a perfect state of health and yet some people say you don't want to go there i don't want anything to do and don't understand why that people would say this this is a very powerful, powerful uh, uh, truths all through the Bible, exactly what's going on. Well, what happens? Well, that's Satan. You know, here's the father of lies. John 8, says that. He's the father of lies, and he's lying about it. You don't want to live there. It's a terrible place. Or tries to start adding some different odds and ends to it, and people are having a hard time to understand what it's about. Well, that's that blasphemy, and that's that attack in Revelation 13, 6. Well, what does it have? What is there? Well, I said in Matthew 6, Our Father which art in heaven. He's there. Well, listen to this. Revelation 21, 3. He is going to dwell with us. In eternity, God the Father will be with us. He says, I will dwell with you, and you will dwell with me. It's an amazing truth. Now, where you want to go, if you have your Bible with you in this study, I want to go to Revelation chapter twenty-one, and as I go over there, uh, you'll find this out. These are the end times. Now I'm going to give you a fancy word here. Tell your pastor or your youth leader this, or your Bible leader. It's called eschatology, and it's the study of the end times. And in the eschatology, and we study Revelation, and through there you see judgments on earth and the end times of the world. But then it says in Revelation twenty-one one, I saw a new heaven. And a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. Now, we're going to talk about this in our podcast, and so, you know, we'll get into it, but I want you to understand this. There will be a new heaven. The heaven that people are in right now is a temporary abode, but in the end times, Second Peter tells us that the current heaven and earth will be wiped out and remade. And in that, the truth of that comes out in Revelation 21.1, a new heaven and a new earth. And then what it says in verse 3, God speaking, it says, listen, behold, God's dwelling is with humanity, is with people, is with the believers, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and will be their God. Do you realize what do I have here on this one translation? With humanity, number one. Live with them, number two. And he will be with them, number three. Do you get the point here? That God doesn't want to see you at a distance or sit on his throne and look down at you 15 million miles away and just say, live with that. He's not a God that is ambivalent toward your feelings or is uncaring about your hurts here on earth. He is constantly wanting your love, and he loves you so much. You know that, John three sixteen. He loved the world so much, he gave his only begotten Son. Whoever believes in this Jesus will not perish, have everlasting life. Now, with this, God says, oh, I have things ready. I'm readying them for you. You couldn't even imagine what we have. First Corinthians chapter two and verse nine tells you this. It says, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it even entered into the heart of man, like the imaginations of men or the thought process of men, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. It's saying this you can't even imagine what God has in store for the faithful to him. Jehovah, the creator of all things, who created happiness, who created joy. Who created beauty is now going to show you his best works because you've given him your best on earth he will show you his best in heaven and it says that and you can't even imagine first Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9 Oh, you could have a whole Bible study lesson on that verse alone all those things that are being made available for you it tells you that there will be no more grief no more crying no more pain Verse 5 of Revelation 21, look, I'm making all things new. So if you're looking at those, that is... Now, this is interesting here. Let me tell you something about that word new in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1, and then also in verse 5. The word is kainos, and that word kinos is a unique word. It means never been imagined before never been experienced before, never been tried before. It doesn't just mean a new one in chronology, like here's a new car off the lot. No, it's saying this. It's never been imagined. It's totally new to the human psyche. It's totally new to understanding and all. See, there are things in in the world that we don't understand. How do we get God's peace in the middle of all kinds of trials? Well, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7 says that we can get a peace that we can't even explain. Goes beyond understanding, and it's the same thing here. How can we grasp these things? Well, right now in our finite minds, we can't. These things are being made for us, and they're being introduced to us. And God says, "I want you happy. I want to give you these things and let you enjoy." And as a matter of fact, as far as new, you can't even imagine this. In Revelation chapter seven and verse nine, it says, "There is a multitude singing and praising to the Lord." Who will be your friends in heaven? Who will be your brothers and sisters in Christ in heaven? All the nations, tribes, tongues. It's talking about different races. There is no difference in skin color in heaven. Everybody, no matter what they look like. And you will have your own personality and you will have your uniqueness with you. We've talked about that and we'll talk some more about that. But no one's going to be prejudicial against you. There's no bias against you. Uh, You are together in one in Christ all in all. You're seeing that wonderful, and the Lord says, we're all sitting down, we're all going to feast and celebrate, and Revelation 7, 9 says, you can't even begin to count the number of them. Uh, there, wonderful, wonderful truths that we see there, and we'll talk some more about that. Well, I'm going to wrap up right here. There's some more that we could say, but we're going to take a, uh, a break from our second po- podcast here. And uh, once again, this is Brad Zockel. I'm with Zulon International Bible Institute. It's a Bible Institute in which we give free scholarships to those that could not afford to get a Bible training, those that are learning to be Bible leaders, and in uh, from Tanzania to Nigeria to California to Virginia, all over the world, uh, we reach, we're not big, but uh, the Lord has opened up doors for us to help people in great need. And if you're able to help us out a little bit, we are a 501c3 uh, organization. You do receive tax credit for that. And if you'll go, the donation page is on Zulon.org, X-U-L-O-N. Listen, even a $5 donation can help greatly for us to reach uh, different students around the world with the truth of the gospel and also the truths of the Bible in heaven and other studies as well. Thank you so much. God bless you. And we'll talk again in our study about heaven.